Everybody and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part two of Craig Rochelle's interview with John Maxwell on his best quotes. Here they are. I'm excited to ask you about this next quote of yours because we have a lot of listeners that ask questions that are very related to this one. You've said leaders must be close enough to relate to others, but far enough ahead to motivate them. And so I want to ask you about both sides of that coin. Uh, on, on the close enough to relate, can you first of all describe that? And then I want to try to get into your mind and ask, honestly, like, is there such thing as too close? Can you share too yes, much? Yes. I, well, I, when you, that's a great question. When you talk about leading by example and being in front of them, but being close enough to relate to them, I always tell leaders, close comes first. Mm-hmm. Close comes first. I want friends. I don't want fans. Mm-hmm. And if I want friends, then I have to walk with them. And uh, and I want to walk with them. And so until I can make a um, a connection with you, and until you can know that my connection is sincere— I will impress you, but I won't impact you. We impact people close up. We impress people far away. And so I always tell leaders, start with close. And the reason you start with close is because young leaders aren't good enough to be far ahead yet. (laughs) In fact, fact, when I was a young leader, I wasn't ahead of anybody. Everybody was ahead of me. I was 22 years of age when I had my first leadership responsibility, and everybody in my group they were already ahead of me. So I never knew what it was. It took me a long time before I knew what it was like to be out front. But it didn't take a long time for me to connect with the people and know that I really cared. And so my leadership in the beginning was really a caring connection more than a competence connection. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you don't develop that competence and get far out in front of them, then after a while, they're going to say, I have a great friend, but I don't have a leader. Right. And I have a lot of wonderful friends. That I, I'm, just, I'm just not going to follow them. But, I mean, they're just terrific friends. So I think the caring comes first because that's the heart. And, you know, people touch your heart before they ask for a hand. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that comes first. And then, obviously, you've got to grow into your leadership. But if, if the people care for you and you care for them, they'll give you space. They'll give you time. They'll let you mess up. Uh, I mean, they're your ally. Again, I tell leaders all the time, the greatest thing you could have is have the people that you love, love you, and and always be there to help you. Imagine this. So imagine... I'm a, I'm a young leader or I'm, a, I'm starting my leadership and I care about people. And I've got a team of four, five, six, seven people and they know I care. And then I see more and I see before. And yes. so I get out ahead of them and we cast vision and we, and we grow together something special. Now I've got 70 people and then one day 700. How do you communicate care uh, to those people when when there's too many, you may not even know all their names. Yes. Well, first of all, you know, Andy Stanley, our friend, says do for one what you wish you could do for many. Right. And I think that's a terrific principle in itself. But what I, what I have always felt is this. I think unconditional love can be for everyone. But I don't think you can give everyone equal time. Mm-hmm. And so I share with my people, you don't have to earn my love. I give that to you unconditionally. But you do have to earn my time. And so there is where I began to distinguish the people that I want to develop and that I want them to move further 
is by, by saying, the way that I will give you that time is for you to show me that you are paying the price for it, that you're, that, that, that you're up for it. It's, it's, it's John Wooden who would tell his ballplayers, don't tell me what you're going to do, show me what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so, that, so the moment I start going out in front, it's basically who's going to show me they want to be out front with me. And, and, and if you come out front with me, then, then you're going to have a little bit more of, of, of my time. And so I think caring for people is for everyone. But I think as far as leading and developing people, that's for someone. I, I, I think not everyone wants that kind of development and, and, and not everyone works for that kind of development. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be real clear. It's kind of like upfront expectations. I think that's what's important in leadership is that when somebody comes to get in the game, before you put him in the game, you say, let's have just a good, honest conversation. For example, Mark Cole, who runs all of our companies, uh, one of the things I sat down with him years ago, and I said, there are a few things I want you to tell every person that joins our company. And, and one of those things, Craig, is we will have tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And I love telling them that when we hire them. Because when you hire them, they say, oh, whoopee, I got a job. Yay, we're in. You know, this, And it's kind of like a high watermark for them. And I love that. At that moment, I like to also say, while you're feeling good and while there's been no problems, there will be problems. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to understand right now so that when we have that tough conversation, you'll say, well, he isn't picking on me or am I? No, no, no. This is this is the way this works here. And I just think that the upfront conversation, upfront conversations is my willingness to be close to you. Right. But it's also my ability to share with you that there is a leadership part of my life that is always going to uh, cause me to confront, to push, to pull, to to prod. You know, in fact, I tell people all the time, the good ones, I say, I care enough for you to confront you. Yes. And and I think we sometimes get a little Disneylandish on on, on conf- confrontation. It's like he doesn't like me. Uh, no, no, no. He, in fact, he likes you so much, or she likes you so much. They're confronting you. No, I like that so much too, because especially you know you're the leader of your organization, and if someone is close enough and cares about you enough, you make a mistake. The fact that they they come and tell you oh. is is a gift. It's it a is gift. a gift, and you mm-hmm. you you, is, you have to work really hard to help people confront up. And also some people are afraid to, to, you know, correct their team members. And so I think like you said, a clarity is kind. If you can, if you can say, Hey, when I'm coaching you, it's because I believe in you. If I didn't believe in you or didn't like you, I wouldn't be coaching. And so this is actually an act of caring by saying, Hey, you can do this better. Or have you thought of it this way? And, and that, that's another way of, of caring. I feel cared for by someone else when they do correct me, help me become yeah, and, better. And, and I love you bringing that point out. And here's why, Craig. I think if I am not open for correction in my own life, then it's a very difficult thing for me to turn around and do it to others. Right. I, I think uh, teachability starts at the top. And uh, when I walk into a room, into any meeting as a founder, leader, it doesn't really matter. I can tell my team, and they know right off, the best idea when we walk out of here is the one's going to win. Mm-hmm. Not my idea, the best idea. And I think creating that kind of an environment is very healthy. I'm excited to hear your response to this quote. It's one of my favorite uh, quotes of yours. You say, you'll never change your life until you change what you do daily. Yes. The secret of your success is determined by your daily agenda. 
I'd love to know, um, what do you do daily that helps you uh, impact lives and build your organization the way you do? What are some of your daily disciplines that are most helpful? Well, I love that question. And, and I do believe this. I, I believe that we, uh, we overestimate what we can do tomorrow. Right. And I think we over-exaggerate what we did yesterday. <laughs> and I think especially when you're old like me, you sit there and, you know, the good old days. So I, I don't think the good old days were always that good. You know what I mean? But I do think, and I, in fact, I know, we underestimate today. Mm-hmm. And it's the only moment I have. All, all I have is now. The only time I have. And, and that's why I tell people consistently, you have to live in the present. Uh, be there. Be be present. Whatever whatever you're doing, do it well right now. So in in my disciplines to make the day count, uh, I have I have my um, spiritual disciplines of, of things that I do in my faith walk that I do on a, on a daily basis. I pray scripture. Uh, I have my. Um, uh, writing disciplines. I, I write always in the morning. In fact, one of my disciplines is that basically I don't meet with anybody uh, until noon because I'm a morning person. I get up around 4.30 in the morning. And from 4.30 to about 10.30, 11, I am cooking. I mean, that, that's when I think best. That's when I write best. And, and I learned a long time ago. Now, you may be a night person, so you might flip that. But whenever you're at your best mentally, physically, that's when you ought to be doing your most important things and, and, and making that really count right then. But, you know, who was it? I think Joe Frazier, the boxing champion, said that uh, when you get into the ring, it shows up if you practiced or not and if you, and if you worked out. And, 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 and what, what, what we do in secret will be revealed in public right. in, in it's only a matter of time. And, 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 and one other quick thought on this is I think – that consistency is such a an incredible asset to people that is totally underappreciated because because you know consistency compounds i'm 73 and i can tell you right now the consistency of my life now is bringing fruit to my life that i i'm surprised and i think how is this happening but it's because of, of this continual day in, day out, day in, day out, teaching leadership to so many people. And after a while, all of a sudden, this return comes back that I would have never anticipated. So today, which we say is just today, doesn't seem so great. Several todays consistently done with the right reasons and the right priorities. One day shows up. And, hey, today, someday can, becomes what a day. Right. You know, it comes, oh, my gosh, what a day we've got here. Well, that day out there that we, you know, we graduate from college or we, we get the promotion that, you know, when somebody graduates from college, everybody's congratulating them. Well, they didn't become successful when they got their diploma. They became successful when they en- enrolled in college and they yes. came, when they studied for the test, and when they went to class. I mean, right. they're, they're, they're already successful. And I think sometimes we um, confuse Success, which is required of us on a daily basis, with recognition of success. Right. Which that doesn't happen till someplace back there. We weren't that good when we got recognized, and we weren't that bad when we did the routine stuff that we needed yeah. to do to get recognized. Yeah, I think that's so important, and I, I just kind of even want to highlight that for someone who's listening right now. Yes, success isn't when you get the promotion or the book deal or launch your company or get acknowledged or get published or whatever. Uh, success is when you're faithful today in doing the small things. And along your line of saying overestimating, underestimating, I had a mentor years ago, John, tell me that something very similar, 
but he said that you'll you'll typically overestimate what you can do in the short run. Yes. And then he said, but you'll vastly underestimate what you can do through a lifetime of no faithfulness. Question. And that's what you're talking about. The um, I like the idea of consistency compounds. It's so totally. true. I was doing a I was doing a leadership conference one time, and it was it, we were having a great day. There were a couple thousand people there. I was in my last break, and I was signing some books, and a kid with it who was just getting his MBA came up to me. He was so excited. He said, "Oh man, I love what." I love this. He said, I've decided I want to do what you do. And I said, well, that's great. I said, I, I said, I have a question for you. So what's that? He was so eager. I said, would you like to do what I did? Right. So you can do what I do. Uh-huh. See, see the, the issue is not I want to do what you do. Everybody wants to do what somebody that's doing something really amazing does. It, I, I tell them, forget I want to do what you do and, and go to, well, am I willing to did what you did? Right. You got to get in the did world before you can get into the do world. Yep. And, 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 and so we had a nice conversation. But I think so many times we see the success of somebody and we kind of gravitate like, oh, I want to do that, not realizing there was a whole process of mm-hmm. daily disciplines that got them there. And yep. without those, they would have never had that day. Yep. That was an interview between Craig Groeschel and John Maxwell. And you can find it on YouTube if you search under Q&A with John Maxwell, Inside His Best Quotes. You can also find out more information about Craig at craiggroeschel.com, as well as John Maxwell at his website, which is johnmaxwell.com. I encourage you to go check them out and look up the other resources that both of them have available because you will be changed. Your life will be changed through their wonderful resources they have. Hope you have a wonderful day today. And remember, go live your 320 life more than you can imagine.